Hello there, I'm your host, McNeil Mulliken, and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about all topics relating to cinema. Visit the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com to learn more about the podcast and where you can find episodes. You can support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by following or subscribing on the platform you listen to podcasts and by leaving a rating or a review. You can also support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by telling your friends, and if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Season 4 of the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Throughout the season, we're going to be talking about new movie releases, topics relating to the new releases, and fun random topics pertaining to movies. Today, I'm here with my friend Luke, and we're here to talk about the Loki season finale. How's it going, Luke? Going good, man. Glad to be back already for another one. Yeah, man. We just did the uh, Black Widow episode. It was a lot of fun. Uh, And now, just a few days later, we are doing the Loki season finale episode. Um I was super excited about this show uh, when I saw the trailer for it. I was very skeptical before the trailer came out um, because I was like, Loki, they killed him off. Like, I don't know if he should come back. But the trailer had me sold on what they're going to do. And um, I was really looking forward to it. And then, you know, we did the episode on the season premiere and we both really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, six episodes have gone by. How are you feeling? Um, I really thought it was a good season. I'll tell you what, um, when they did come out with the trailer for the show, I actually did not watch it because, you know, I do think Loki's a really interesting character and this, I wanted to see what I would experience going into it, not knowing anything about it. So you want to go in completely cold? Yeah. Go, go cold water and just see if I would like it straight out of the bat without having any look at what it's going to contain. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's this is definitely a very interesting show to go in cold to because it's so trippy. You know, there's a lot of really uh, abstract ideas in the show, especially for the MCU. Like it goes really heavy on you know the on time and, yeah. and the universe and everything. And I and I um, really really like that about this show. Um, and I like it when shows explore just the concept of time, anyways, because it's just something that really fascinates me. Some of my favorite movies are about time and space and everything like that so something that really confuses me <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm just naturally very interested in it so uh i was naturally very interested in loki um and so yeah overall thoughts like i really enjoyed it i for the most part i i would say there's six episodes i liked five of the six episodes um episodes one and two i think did a great job of setting up uh, it's kind of the mystery of what the TVA is and kind of talking about the difference between free will and predestination that seems to be the overall theme of the show aside from time. Um, introduced us to some new characters that we really like. Got to see a different side of Loki, a more emotional side of Loki, which was interesting. Um, but then episode three, I felt like it was a bit of a detour. It was very different. Nobody from the TVA was in it. It was just like this side quest with Loki and Sylvie just so they could kind of talk and get to know each other, which I felt like could have been done in just a few minutes and one of the episodes anyways. It's like if you have a show of six episodes, we don't need this like, you know, nearly an hour long episode of, you know, kind of irrelevant dialogue. Yeah, um, definitely. We, I mean, we got to learn some interesting things about their past. It was, you know, good to see them connect 
but it was just too much, and it was too much of a departure from everything else. Yeah, that easily could have been done within another episode. Yeah, but then episode four got right back on track. Episodes four and five were great. Five ended on a great cliffhanger for me personally. I really liked it, and so I was really excited for episode six. You and I just finished episode six. And uh, I was like losing my mind. You, I can see you could attest you're over there, to that. You're over there, banging, banging. What? What? <laughs> I was like, okay, the, um, okay. Let me back up. What are? How did you feel about the finale? The finale, I liked it. Um, like you said, the concept of time, not really something easy for me to understand. But the way that, uh, he who remains understood, right, yeah. uh, talked about it. I don't yeah. want to give it away yet. We're so early in the podcast. Yeah. Um. You know, it made sense, and I could get what they were trying to go for, and then how they ended it. It, I mean, it flowed. It really did. It worked. I agree. Well. Yeah, I think it worked really well. I think it paid off just incredibly because, like I said, there was that cliffhanger episode five, and I was honestly a little skeptical going into episode six because I was like, WandaVision season finale was a little bit underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Falcon the Winter Soldier season finale was good. But the show itself, I thought, was a little underwhelming. WandaVision, I liked a lot until like the season finale. I was like, I expected a little more. Yeah, the and, way they built it up. Yeah. yeah, because it started off so good. Loki started off really good, but the whole time I was kind of like, I want a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. it's going the direction I wanted it to go, but it hadn't quite given me something that I was looking for, and I wasn't exactly sure what it was. So then, episode five, you saw the cliffhanger. So now we're gonna get into the spoilers, everybody. You've been warned. Um, <laughs> The uh, the ending of episode five had like this cliffhanger where you see that they defeated um, what was that creature's name? I'm forgetting. Um, you know the thing I'm talking about? The, uh, I know the what big you're monster talking. thing. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his name for some reason. So they enchanted it and opened up like I guess it's you know kind of this thing that exists out of time. There's a castle which naturally had me really intrigued because I was like, ooh, a castle. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, it was kind of like creepy looking and. It, I guess it was kind of at the end of time where he who remains is is waiting. And so I was like, okay, who's it going to be? Because I was thinking Marvel wasn't going to have the guts to, you know, give us a character that would set up a lot and would kind of make us lose our minds. I thought it was going to be King Loki. I really thought that's who it was going to be. I was like, you know, this is Marvel. WandaVision didn't really end gutsy like we thought it was going to and falcon the winter soldier you know finale was good but it the show i didn't really plot wise uh with you know with regard to the mcu in, in its entirety i don't think it had any real guts it didn't really you know could have just been a it was just a standard show it yeah, really yeah was. there wasn't really a lot to it that existed outside of that show for the mcu and i was like this is marvel i don't think they're going to give us something that's super crazy because I don't think they're going to I think they want to save it for the movies mm-hmm. and so I was like you know what it's going to be King Loki but it wasn't it was they never referred to him as Kang they referred to him as he who remains and he who remains in the comics is somebody else um, but they did never they never referred to him as Kang so maybe because he talked about all the different variants of himself and how dangerous some of them are maybe one of the variants is Kang the Conqueror. Because he referred to that. He said he's been called the Conqueror. He's been called the, the jerk. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he's been called uh, some... I can't remember. But we got this like long monologue of him talking about how long he's existed, where he came from, the 
previous multiversal war, what could happen if, you know, he's defeated, what happens if he's not? And I was sitting there going, this is so fascinating. And being dead serious, I think this finale for Loki is the single greatest episode Marvel has done for the, the for the Disney Plus TV shows. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely agree to that. And like you said, there didn't even need to be any action. Just like you said, listening to him speak and just talk. I could talk. for hours. Yeah, it was, I wouldn't say it was under or overwhelming. I think it was perfect. Like, yeah. I liked it better yeah. than any other finale I've seen. Yeah, for sure. I think it it gave me exactly what I was looking for, you know? Um, so I, I have like no issues with the finale. I thought it was fantastic. Um, you know, the show after, you know, seeing what it's, you know, how it concluded, what it built towards, uh, kind of makes me, you know, reflect on the first few episodes a little differently. And it's like, now I appreciate what, you know, it, I appreciate the mystery they were setting up and I, I really like that. And so, um, yeah. What about you? How does it make you feel about the first few episodes? The first few, um, I was, I don't want to say I was, I was thrown off by the first few because this was a whole new concept for the show. Like the other two, uh, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, they were really grounded in the real world Yeah. and, um, the after effects of Endgame itself. This one is not really more after effects of Endgame. It's what happens after because he, you know, goes out of his existing timeline and you just get thrown into this new world that he goes through. And it was very intriguing at first, especially learning about what the TVA was. And that in fact, there was people watching the timeline or watching for variants. But now going through the finale, I see the way that Kane described it. Like I told you, I th- almost seems like a necessary evil in the good of things. Yeah, I can see what you mean. But Kind of similar to Thanos. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he definitely has some justification for what he's doing. I don't think he personally knows the extent of what is happening because he's existing out of time by himself. But you see what everyday other uh, what other everyday people are going through. Yeah. Be, being variants, being forced to work. or Because being of pruned. him. Yes. Be, but, you know, like he said, um, it's either that or complete and utter chaos. Right. And he's like, better me than the next me who's in line. Who could be more dangerous. Like the Conqueror. So uh, I want to make sure I got this right, what you were saying. So you're saying you thought um, he who remains, I guess we should refer to him as, uh, didn't know exactly what would happen or what or didn't know everything that has happened. Yeah, I think I think well, he says he knows what's going to happen, but I don't think he's there in the real time to see the consequences of what is happening. So what I gathered from it was that based off what he had said, uh, he knows everything that has happened and up to the end of time. And then he said they crossed the threat or crossed the threshold where it was no, it was at a point where he no longer knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, when it was either the Lokis were going to kill him, he or you know they were not going to kill him, and then something would happen from there. He wasn't entirely sure, and. Um, he just wanted him to take his place. Right. Run time itself. Yeah. 
because he was tired from it all. He's, I mean, he seems he's probably like probably been doing it for eons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how long is time really? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so uh, time was at that point probably no longer relevant to him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, well, especially because he existed at you know at he the end the, of time was where he was. Yeah, he said he was from the thirty first century. Thirty first century. Yeah. And this is the twenty second. Twenty first. Twenty first. So you think, ooh, just a little bit. Yeah, he he was way ahead of time. Yeah, he's a thousand years ahead of us. Um, he was in something, you know, in the century of the three thousands. Yeah, and so yeah, that's uh so fascinating to me. And what's really interesting about this character, I really didn't like. I said I really didn't think he was going to be in it, but he was. Um, Jonathan Majors, the guy that played him, um, he was cast uh for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, and uh, I think that it's possible. That, you know, this show set it up for that. Well, not possible. That is definite. Um, and I wonder where it's going to go. Like, are we going to see that exact same version? Are we going to see a variant like of, of him? What's what's going to happen? You know, I think we're probably going to get more of a. You could see more than one. Yeah, you could. <laughs> it's true. I, I mean, I have I really have no idea. I, I decided to kind of stop predicting with Marvel because of WandaVision mm-hmm. and how I think I kind of you know, uh, set myself up for failure, I guess, <laughs> because I was so excited for the finale and it it just kind of gave you the obvious answers. Yeah. Whereas this didn't. Loki didn't do that. And I, I think I benefited from not theorizing throughout, you know, just enjoying the yeah, ride. Just, yeah, enjoy the experience. Yeah, and just that's don't how... Don't think too much. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm going in for all the, all the, all the stuff now. Um, you know, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, all of it. I'm not going to go in with any expectations. I've stopped that because of WandaVision. So I'm going to do the same thing for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't, I don't want to theorize a lot. You know, I'll do it some, but just not to the point where I'm getting my um, expectations up unrealistically high you know, and then setting myself up for failure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that was a really, that was really the main thing to the show, or, or for the finale, that was the main part was, you know. Um, What's going to happen? Yeah, well, He Who Remains was there, King, that was the big thing. Um, so, how did you feel about all the episodes? Was there one that you liked the most? Was there one that you disliked the most? Um, I disliked probably episode three, like okay. we discussed, because Lamentus was just kind of just this side stuff that could have been done in 10 minutes on another show. Right. Um, now favorite episode is probably the season finale because looking oh, definitely. at, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not even a question. Right. Um, seeing Kang, I was honestly expecting more of a, uh, harder character, like, like Thanos personality style. Mm-hmm. Like he has his reasons. They might be good, but he's also got this really harsh demeanor to him. He didn't have the harsh demeanor. No, he was kind of like he a was, little kid. Like he was, he was very excited. cartoonish. Yeah, he you was know? excited to see people. I mean, think of probably how alone this guy's been for so long. Yeah. He's like, even though they're trying to kill him, he's just having fun. He's like, oh, my God. You got, oh there's people And here. I found that interesting. I liked that dynamic. Yeah. You know? Because um, you, you don't look at him as a villain. You really don't. Right. And because he explained where he came from, who he is, as long as he's not lying, yeah. who he is, what's going to happen, what he's been doing how long he's existed, like you understood where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. You understood his motivations. It was clear. And you're like, that makes sense. But your ethics are questionable, you know, I mean, he, just like Thanos. Yeah, he he caused the first multidimensional war. Yeah, and he is, again, if everything he's saying is true, which 
I, I think I checked see, out by the end of the episode. Yeah, I don't see any reason to not believe him. Yeah, they were just you know they uh, both of the Lokis constantly were questioning his you know That's reliability, his credibility, <laughs> and I was thinking you, you know uh, he's you know he might be more powerful than Thanos, Could or be. that he's letting on. Uh, yeah, I mean think about it. he's got. If if the way that it played out in the end with her with uh, Sylvia killing him, I mean he's there's multiple realities of him that can yeah. just it's not like once he's dead he's dead he's mm-hmm. dead boom another one yeah and he was you know, like you talk about this variant so maybe one of his variants is more powerful than he was I don't know about that though because you know to to sit there and exist at the end of time to sit there and wait you've got to be pretty powerful to get there yeah you know and to create that to set that all up. Um, however, at the end, the cliffhanger for this episode was, you know, uh, Sylvie threw Loki back to the TVA, and we, for a while, you and I were sitting there just assuming it was a TVA we knew, mm-hmm. but he shows up and goes to talk to um, Mobius. Mobius, Owen Wilson's character, and some of the other, like, TVA agents, and they didn't recognize him. So, and then you see the statue, and what used to be a statue of the timekeeper was a statue of actually Kang like in uniform you know mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there going okay so Sylvie because the um the the sacred timeline is branching off into all these other realities that you know this chaotic multiversal war that, that the MCU clearly is establishing and setting up I think what happened was Sylvie sent Loki to a TVA in another reality where the where Mobius and that TVA had not encountered Loki yet mm-hmm. or didn't know because they didn't recognize yeah, him they no, had no they... idea who he was and so that sets up season two so that's where the season two is going to pick off pick up or pick up because I mean you know they clearly at the end the post credit thing was you know, Loki will return in season two and so I think that's what that's going to be about but I think the other MCU movies most or some at least are going to um, explore this multiversal war especially Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness um, and maybe a little bit Spider-Man No Way Home, we might get a little bit of like the ripple effect from it. Maybe not the full, uh, you know, tidal wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. what about, what do you, what do you uh, think it's setting up for? Um, I, on, I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. But what I was just thinking about, like, you know, Sylvie wanted to kill Kang and it was obviously apparent and she did successfully do it. Right. Do, what do you think, do you think she, even though there's possibly that a Kang, another Kang's going to come along at some point, it might not be immediately, but it will come, mm-hmm. like it's inevitable, but do you think she's going to take control and try to run it from her standpoint, or do you think she's just going to go to another timeline and just, like, like Thanos, I don't know. like, my mission is done, I'm going to go take a break? I don't know. I think it's possible. There, I think there's two options. I think she might, you know, try to take over. Because for a while she talked about that being her goal. She's mm-hmm. got it. She's succeeded. But can she handle it is the question because she seems to kind of run away from everything. And, and so I is... think she might get the get all of this power and then maybe be overwhelmed and and do what you're saying and kind of just escape again and yeah. run away And because she's so used to running. Because this is the entire existence of time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I don't know. It's heavy stuff. I don't it's know what's going to happen. It's not an easy job. No, I, and I'm super fascinated to see uh, what's going to happen. So uh, let's talk about some more, I guess, technical aspects of the show. What did you think of, like, I don't know, I guess the, the performances and, and stuff? Oh, performances, hand down. Great. All of them. Yeah. Especially, I really like Mobius' character. Yeah. I think he's great. 
um the cinematography is really good especially in this last episode Mm -hmm. the just the you know just the way they showed the timeline uh i really like the uh i don't know what it was like the when they were walking through the castle the rotating yeah yeah that was really nice i like that yeah that was cool i thought um yeah the cinematography was great i actually thought in uh episode three up until the very end i thought the visuals were kind of uh, obviously CGI, but uh-huh. episode six I thought looked great. Yeah, there was um, no complaints about that. No idea why my eyes are watering so much <laughs> all of a sudden, but um, no, yeah, the cinematography was great. Episode three, like I said, I think the visuals were a little um, not on par with the rest of the show because everything was like so obviously CGI until they got to that last shot at the end of episode three, where it's like this really long take of a really cool action sequence, and mm-hmm. it was obviously like it was just like this one shot that kept following them around everywhere and that was actually really impressive that was the best part of episode three for me was that very end um but it, i thought like the the style like the production design of the tva like this retro vibe i thought was really interesting and mysterious mm-hmm. episode six i love the production design of that castle because it oh, was yeah. so um creepy looking yeah but so like fitting and 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 interesting for the show as well and um i i really dug that and i thought like the you know how they showed the multiverse at the end like all the expanding timelines and everything was uh really cool and uh i really dug that that's just opening a lot more holes too and like yeah. you said somewhere in those timelines is toby Maguire and andrew garfield <laughs> right yeah but so at the beginning of episode six where they were like going through like all this all the time and it looked like you know like kind of for a little bit i don't know that's exactly what they're going for but like the creation of the multiverse and the universe and everything like that i thought that was really cool what what did you think of of that like are you like are you talking about like uh when kang was explaining with that little liquid thing or something no the very bit like the opening sequence of episode six the finale where you heard everybody talk about um, like all these different lines from all the other movies. Oh, oh and that opening. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. We both, as soon as we both heard that, we just like leaned up so we could listen better. Even though we, <laughs> we were not that far away, we're just like, that, we like that. That's, that's pretty good. Cause you got like some of the best one liners from each movie. And that's a lot. But they somehow managed to fit it. It flowed and it just ended with the Marvel Studio logo. We were like, yep, that's golden. I was like, so impressed by that like visually i thought it was stunning um not uh, we didn't expect it so that was even yeah better. yeah it like was a- really cool i also really liked the music in the show i thought the music was was great um i dug that um yeah and i just liked the overall like the performances were really good i thought tom hiddleston was like at his peak yeah, with he Loki. got to, he got to actually like act emotions everything yeah because we're so used to seeing him being deceiving and so used to seeing him being you know villainous and all of a sudden now it's it's like a humanized character yeah he was almost like he was borderline between anti-hero and hero kind of like he was you know being like more of a reasonable heroic version of himself yeah and uh, he was learning about himself you got to see all the emotion i thought that was great i thought uh uh, Sylvie was awesome. I liked her character. Um, I I really dug Owen Wilson as Mobius. I kind of wish we got a little bit more from him because mm-hmm. the first two episodes we got a lot. Oh yeah, because he was uh, he was the backbone of explaining to Loki what the TVA was. Yeah, or so what he thought it was, but, and um, and then episode three obviously ignored him and everybody else, and then four, five, six, 
He was there, not quite as present as he was in episode one and two, so he was kind of an afterthought. Because he got pruned in episode four. Yeah, at the, at the end. And I th- I think, yeah, episodes four, five, and six, he was, like, he, like, he was just kind of an afterthought compared to where he was in episodes one and two. So I, I would say that was probably, aside from episode three, my biggest negative was that we didn't get as much of Mobius by the end of the finale as much as I would have liked. Yeah. Um, And that's not like me complaining about episode six. I think that's more episodes four and five mm-hmm. um and uh the uh, seeing the other variants of loki in episode five was really cool uh the alligator was weird <laughs> but then you saw like the frog version of thor that yep. chris hemsworth actually voiced <laughs> yeah that that um yeah for those i kind of had a trouble catching up with episode five didn't get to fully watch it all but i did definitely see, see my research on that and i thought that yeah. was hilarious we finally got frog thor yeah, and then there's like it, it was in this like uh, junkyard of the universe, basically mm-hmm. where they were for episode five, and you saw like the Thanos copter and everything. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. Like there's a lot of fan service, but I enjoyed episode five, just not as much as episode six. So oh, episode no. six was phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, the, we've talked a little bit about the future of the MCU, where we think it's going. I definitely think it's setting up the the multiverse. Obviously, um, I'm you know very curious to see how it affects the rest of the MCU, how it affects season two of Loki. Um, super excited. Again, not going to try to theorize too much, but uh, so, you know, I was, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just had this quick thought. Um, You know, Dr. Strange is there to protect uh, just in a multi-dimensional aspect. Right. Right. And like he's, I can't remember which movie it was, but it was at the end. I, th- I think it was at the end of Doctor Strange when he pulled Thor and it was talking about his brother and all that stuff. He's like, I'm here to protect from f- uh, not physical danger, but outside the... Uh, oh, it was in Ragnarok. That, Ragnarok. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, He had the, t- or the, mind's, the time stone at yeah. the time. Sheesh, can't even say that right. <laughs> um, time stone at that time. Yeah. Would... Would you have thought that he might have actually sensed what was going on, sensing all these different branches going out? Like, would it have been conceivable to think that he could have made an appearance in this when he senses all of these abnormalities? I don't don't think he would have known then Um, because I think other things had to happen first. I think he could have, you know, looked forward to see, but I don't think he had done that because he didn't really... We never on screen saw him do anything like that until they were on Titan and and Avengers infinity war. And he, you know, scanned through all the possible outcomes of what would happen with Thanos. Yeah. And he knew there was one possible outcome of 14 million something. I don't remember the exact number that they were going to win. Yeah. But I don't think he went forward any time from that, but I think from that outcome, right. And I think WandaVision and cause he was going to appear in the finale of WandaVision, but he, but he didn't, um, and that's confirmed. Um, I don't think I didn't think he would appear in Loki, but I think what what happened with WandaVision and with Loki, I think at this point he probably is obvious. He's got to be aware of what's going on, and he's you know probably doing something, and that's why he's going to be in Spider Man No Way Home because I think Spider Man No Way Home isn't going to primarily focus on the multiverse. I think that's going to be like something that's kind of an undertone for it, and then I think Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is where it's really going to rip open. And we're going to see uh, a lot. So we can say in agreement that there's definitely a, f- a very, very 
uh, rich future for Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. There but, has to be. Yeah, there has because to there be. are so many things that is going to be connecting with him throughout these shows and these movies. Like he has just got he's got one role, but many places to fill with that right. role. Right, because we know he's going to be in Spider Man No Way Home. That's that's a fact. Is like I'm, I'm certain. I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's a thing. And then and obviously he's got his second movie. He's got to have more after that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like, and I think we're going to get a lot of that with some of these characters like Kang, I think, or he, who remains, I think we'll probably like, we, we know we're going to see him in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, but I think we'll probably see him in maybe Fantastic Four. Cause in the comics, he has some connections there. Mm-hmm. And so does Hank Pym with the Fantastic Four. So I think there's going to be something there with maybe one of his variants. I okay. don't, I don't know what, but we'll see. Um, and so. Yeah, I mean, dude, the the possibilities are infinite, like they say in the show, and so uh, I'm just super excited. So, um, what would you give the finale episode itself out of one to ten? The, the episode itself, not including the whole season. Correct. I would, I'd give that a ten. I liked it a lot. If, if ten or nine point five, but it was rarely high up there for and me. And enjoy on an enjoyment scale, just pure entertainment factor i would go 10 for the finale episode not the show itself um but i think like objectively i'm gonna go with um (laughs) probably a 9.5 just because i may have wanted a little bit more out of mobius Mm -hmm. um but again, we are now we've you know we've got that cliffhanger with him in a in what we think is another reality. Well, we're definitely getting more of him. We're yeah, we're getting more. Don't know exactly what that entails, but um, I kind of want a little bit more of a full arc for his character. We need to see him at the end riding a jet ski. Yes, we yes. do. Yes, <laughs> and that was his wish. And so I think uh, you know maybe my thoughts could change on that once we see season two. Um, but again, that's going to be a different version of himself. So I don't know. But so for now, I'm going to say just because of that one little thing with Mobius, I wanted a little bit more of him. I wanted a more like full character arc for him. Um, I want to see him that jet ski. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll go. I'll go nine nine point five for the finale. And do you think um, with this new timeline that Loki's or this new reality where Loki's been sent to, if Kang's running it and not the quote timekeepers are? Do you think that these people actually know what they are and what they actually are doing? They're not being led like dummies. They actually know what they're doing. Which group of people are you referring to? Um, the uh, the new realm with Mobius. Oh, uh, I think that they're probably uh, you know in, in this other universe. I think that they're probably just as sa- like in the same situation that what we've already seen. So they they don't know that they're variants themselves. As far as I'm concerned, I'm I'd be willing to bet that's what's going on, but mm-hmm. you know who knows. Yeah, who does? Um, maybe they do know, and they just haven't seen that Loki yet, or maybe they still haven't really been exposed to much, and all they know is that there's all of a sudden a multiversal war, and they have no context for it whatsoever. They're like, w- why is this happening? You know, because they're guys- if that's true, they're not in the sacred timeline. Yeah. So, yeah, I dude, I don't know. It's some heavy stuff time, and that time, I time. am so fascinated by. Um, and I think they did a good job at explaining it all. Like oh, yeah. they made it very accessible, which I yeah. think is great. Um, I can understand it. Anyone could. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, dude, I loved it. So, what did, what would you give the show as a whole? The show as a whole, um, even with not fully finishing episode five, I'm probably going to give it an eight out of ten. An eight, okay. Um, I okay. So I, 
I, I do this often when, when we watch these shows because like we just finished a show and I've had no time to you know reflect on it all. And so I'm kind of like still on the hype from the finale. So I feel recency. like, I, yeah, I feel like I'm going to have some recency bias here because uh, by tomorrow my, my score could be completely different. Not completely different, but maybe a little bit lower if I, you know, try to be a little bit more realistic about it. So, because I, okay, I did that with WandaVision a little bit, and I think I did it with um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well, because I was like 8.5 for WandaVision. Then I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I was like, that's a bit too high. I'll lower it down to an 8. Like, it was great. Yeah. But it wasn't like, because Perfect. of the ending, it wasn't amazing yet. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I thought the last episode was cool. But I wasn't super on board with all of it and the show as a whole. And so because there was like that one moment where you get to see him become Captain America, I was mm -hmm. like, that was so cool. This is awesome. And I was like, uh, 7.5 to an 8. <laughs> but now I've got to be more realistic about it because I was like, yeah, this is honestly between like 6.5 and 7 yeah. for me now. It, it's good. It just is not, it's not bad. It's, it's a little dull. Yeah, and so like I'm trying to think about how I would rate this later on. Like if if this was me a week later, we're getting some time stuff here. <laughs> if, if me one week later from now were to give Loki a score, the season one as a show, what would it be? And I think, I think, I could go with. I want to say eight point five. Because I'm thinking, so I'm teetering between like I mean, nine is too high, eight I feel like is too low. Like that one episode, I feel like episode three Just is a problem. Yeah, but everything say, else was so good. I think that's a reasonable answer. Yeah, I'm gonna go eight point five. All right, I'll go eight point five. I can do that. Um, because who knows? It could probably go up in the future based off of what they do for season two. Yeah, could and other movies. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna go 8.5. All right. Yeah, I'm well, sticking with eight, 8.5. Yeah, I guess we'll find out because uh, so you and I, hopefully, we can get make it a group episode. We're gonna rank the entire MCU with the shows, mm -hmm. and we'll see when we do that if, where they if, line up. At. If my ranking or if my rating for Loki still kind of stays the same, um, and so we'll we'll see. We'll see if um, that's gonna be an interesting pot. That's gonna be an interesting episode. I agree. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because that's that's it's a it's a lot of content. It's gonna be a long episode. <laughs> yeah. Guys. Uh. So yeah. Uh. I I really enjoyed Loki. Um. Seems like you did too. And um. Dude. Yeah. Looking forward to the future of the MCU and seeing what's going on. But um. Hands down. This was awesome, man. Uh. Where can people find you on social media? Just on Instagram. Yeah. Well, I'll link your information in the description of this episode. Um. I think you've caught on with the. Uh, you don't have to spell it. <laughs> yeah, because it's, no. it's in the it's in the description. My, my last name is a mouthful. Complicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can, mine can be kind of that way too. Uh, but anyways, yeah, dude, thanks for joining me today in this episode. It's a lot hey, of fun. Luke. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating and a review if you want to help support the podcast. You can follow the McNeil and Friends podcast on Instagram at mcneil.n.friends.podcast. Message me on Instagram to let me know your thoughts on Loki. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulligan Letterboxd, where I post the movies I watch and write reviews. Also, you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Twitter. You can also find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Patreon. Support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. 
all of this information can be found on the McNeil and Friends podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com. You can find a link that will take you to all of these locations in the description of this episode. If you made it to this episode, congratulations. And once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.